Welcome to the St Albans podcast, bringing you news, views and reviews for the city and district of St Albans. In association with the Hearts Advertiser. Welcome along to another edition of the St Albans podcast with me, Danny Smith. Coming up on the show this time round, we've got Anna from Communities First talking about latest volunteering opportunities and uh, a big thank you as well. It's uh, the end of volunteering week and she wants to thank all those who get involved in our local area and, and also looking at some training opportunities that they will be providing. But before all of that, let's get the latest local news from your friend of mine, Matt Adams. Hello. Hello. So, uh, oh, well. <laughs> sorry? It's all well. It is. Right. Well, where are we starting? Right. Well, what a weekend it was. I don't think we've seen the likes for quite some time. St Albans always does us proud with any sort of big event. I mean, I'm looking back to the VE Day. But um, the way the community was united and celebrating the Queen's Platinum Jubilee, it's quite spectacular. Um, There were street parties. There were um, school um, picnics. There were... um, Queen lookalike competitions. Um, we've we have been swamped, literally swamped with uh, photos from people celebrating the event. And it, you know, whether you, you know, you're a monarchist or a republican, um, it's just a great community thing. Brilliant to see. Yeah, yeah, it it, it is, and it's it's one of the things that St Albans does well. Yeah, we, we we put on these big street events, and 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 we do seem to to be able to unite and and put on a put on an amazing day and and i was just staggered by the number of local roads that were closed for street parties that the number that were taking place was just remarkable yeah yeah really was and i think a lot of that's down to this um this, the uh our street party group um who have done a marvelous job actually um they they've been behind a lot of these other initiatives that we've seen over the last few years the um, um play out one where you they encourage kids to play um in their street and um, um, this was just another thing that they d- they did. So it's really, really good. Okay. Well, yes, it, you know, it's uh, it was amazing to hear. And and yes, I, I'm guessing all the photos are in the um, uh, you know, they're all going to be in the latest edition of the Hearts Ads. We could, do you know what? We couldn't fit them all in because there were so many. There, there we literally had hundreds of them coming. Yeah, so we've done be like a, a selection on our website. Oh, okay. There's a lot. There's a lot on our website. Right. Uh, you know, and uh, when I say a lot, I mean um, you know, as, as many as we could caption in, in humanly possible. Because like all these things, it's it's not you know it's not just a case of just throwing them online. You've got to go through a whole process to get them on there, and <laughs> that takes hours. Yeah, no, of course. <laughs> but uh, okay, so yeah, if you want to see the photos, and I'm, I'm just scrolling through them now myself, there's some wonderful ones from all over the place. And um, yeah, go to heartsad.co.uk, and you will find uh, all, all the, the the various pictures there of of lots and lots of people celebrating uh, the the Queen's uh, platinum jubilee. Joining us now on the St Albans podcast is uh, Anna from Community First. So hello. Hi, Danny. So what are we going to be talking about this month? So this month we're going to talk a little bit about our NHS Recruit Buddies scheme, a little bit about Able to Enable, uh, remind people about some of the training we've got coming up and then just a big thank you for Volunteers Week. Okay, um, right, where do you want to start? Let's start with our NHS Recruits Buddies Scheme. 
So volunteers from across communities first have continued to work on the NHS recruits from across the globe, globe even. The NHS recruits receive a buddy who helps them settle into the community and get used to local customs. They also get the chance to come on day trips where they can meet other NHS staff and make friends. So far, our volunteers have taken these new NHS staff on outings all over Hertfordshire. They've visited Hitchin, where they dressed as Victorians in the museum. They tried fish and chips and learned about the Queen's Jubilee celebrations. They've also visited St Albans, where they saw Verulanium Park, learned about local wildlife at the river, and walked to the cathedral for ice creams. Okay. A volunteer also told the story of St Albans and then the recruits had their own time exploring the market and high street. So they've been around St Albans and seen what it's like. Okay. And um, and are you still looking for more buddies? We are, yes. So we'll be taking many more trips with these groups and need definitely need more friendly volunteers to help out. Okay. So if you would like to come along on one of these trips or volunteer as a, one-off, as a one-to-one buddy, you can email us um, and the email will be somewhere oh yeah we put it in the uh, description of of the uh, episode it's also on our website at stalbanspodcast.com uh, so what sort of person are you looking for to be a buddy um someone friendly approachable someone who would like to just spend some time helping our our nhs recruits um how much time is involved it's it's depending sometimes a buddy can just help on a one off day trip or they can do a become a bit of a more regular buddy and have a one-to-one relationship with the NHS recruits. Okay, give us an uh, idea on the time commitment there for, the, for for those things. So a day trip would just literally be six, seven, well, maximum six, seven hours. Okay. Um, on and is that a weekday or is that a weekend or can it be either? Um, it's usually a weekend, but it could be either. Right. Um. And then on a one-to-one buddy, it could be maybe an hour a week. Okay, so so if you if you wanted to help out with the um, the, the first one there that you mentioned about that you know that sort of like the day trips, um, mm-hmm. th- you'd be doing that with a load of other people, um, but yes. you wouldn't have a specific buddy. But if you wanted to get more involved, you could be doing it on a one-to-one basis. It's, perhaps tell us a little bit more about that as well. So the one-to-one basis will be about um, building a a relationship, um, friendly relationship with the um, NHS recruit to help them um, settle in and feel like they've they've got connection to someone here um, in the local area. Um, Maybe you take them out for a coffee or you take them to your favourite spot to sit at and have a chat or for a walk, or um, something like that, just to help them settle in and get to know someone. Or it could just be on the telephone mm. and just phone them for a chat every, once a week. Um, but it's just helping them. Our main aim is to help these NHS recruits to get settled in to to the country, to the local area, to the county, and feel like they they a sense of belonging to this area and that, Okay. Well, it sounds very worthwhile. How, how long have you been doing this now? Um, we've been running this uh, over the past f- 
for five, six months. Okay. Um, and then we've just been developing it across the area. And, and how have you found it so far? How's it been going? It's been going really well. They've really enjoyed their day trips. They've, 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 um, have enjoyed seeing and meeting new areas and meeting new people and settling in. Um, it has helped them to feel like they're a little bit more settled quicker than it would, um, would have done without, without the support. So it's a really worthwhile thing to be doing. Okay, great stuff. Thank you for that. Uh, what else are we going to be talking about this month? So we'll just talk about a little bit about Able to Enable, which we are still running, which is our supported volunteering project. So I just wanted to remind people that we are out there if you've got, if you'd like to get into volunteering, but feel like you've got something that's just stopping you. Maybe that's a learning disability, maybe that's mental health, maybe anxiety. Maybe you just don't know where to start and you just want some additional help. Um, we are here through Able to Enable to help you find a volunteering position and support you within that role um, through training courses, one-to-one guidance. Um, so if there's somebody out there who thinks that they, they'd like to volunteer but but they feel that there's something that's stopping them from doing so, mm-hmm. um, you're, am I right in thinking that your message is very much that, that you can help them to volunteer somewhere? No, it doesn't matter what yes. they think it is that's holding them back that you you can work with them and help them find somewhere that they can serve. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. And if people want to get involved um, and if they they want to try to make use of that, uh, how can they do so? They can contact us on the Volunteer Centre, which the number is... Yeah, again, it's in the description description. uh, of this episode right now and again on our website at stalbanspodcast.com. Um, and also there's our website and referral form on there. Um, so I'm, I'll share the links with, with you, Danny. Mm-hmm. Um, we, you can just come in and see us on a Tuesday morning as well at the Civic Centre. Um, if you speak to my colleagues in the hub area, which is where the citizens' advice area is, um, we have a colleague there on a Tuesday morning who will help um, you re- fill in the referral form and find out more information and come in and, and see me as well. So that's on a Tuesday morning in the uh, community hub, which is part of the St. Albans Council buildings uh, on mm-hmm. St. Peter Street. Is that right? That's correct, yes. Okay, thank you. We'll have more from Anna from Communities First in a moment. Hi, I'm Chris Aikman. Join me, local author Howard Linsky, and St Albans podcast producer Sam Rolfe for this St Albans Film Guide. Each week, one of us will guide you through the new releases at the cinema and on streaming services. We'll also give you our choice of the best films to watch on UK free-to-air TV for the forthcoming week. So if you're a film lover, join us for a chat about all things movie-related every week as part of the St Albans podcast. New episodes will be released every Friday morning. For more information, visit stalbanspodcast.com or find us where any good podcasts are found. More news now from Matt Adams. Matt. Right. Well, obviously, um, away uh, from St. Albans on the the national stage, the big news this week has been the uh, vote of no confidence in Boris Johnson, which he uh, scraped through with a 68 majority. Um, Now, uh, our local MP, um, 
Hitchin and Harpendale MP, Bim Afalami, uh, sorry, um, he was has been very much behind Boris from the start, and he continued that trend by giving the PM his full support um, prior to the showdown over whether uh, Boris Johnson should continue as Prime Minister. Um, he said, you know, we owe it to him, you know, owe our loyalty to him uh, and, uh, as an elected Prime Minister who's given a democratic mandate to lead our country. And following, you know, following the vote, um, he was sort of said, you know, he almost he almost made it out like it was, you know, it was down to him. He said, the Prime Minister has asked me... <laughs> Oh, and the parliamentary party as a whole, to give him time to rebuild the trust in him and the party. And we owe it to you to get this right, which is, you know, it's a, it's a big statement. And, um, you know, fair enough. This, you know, Mr. Afalami has always been a, a strong supporter, but I mean, I don't think he even he could have predicted the backlash he had on social media. You know, people asking, you know, how do you defend the indefensible? Yeah, I was, gonna, um, I was just about to ask you that. I so, said, you know, what, what, what do his constituents make of it? Yeah, well, yeah, not they weren't happy at all. Yeah, there were about six hundred uh, responses to to his initial tweet, uh, and they were, you know, people saying, uh, "I do not normally get involved in politics, but given that my taxes pay your salary, I would ask to. I like to ask what behaviour you think worthy of dismissal, if not this." <laughs> uh, doing exactly what his constituents don't want him to do. I thought MPs work for their local people. Uh, a poor move. Conservative supporters ought to be most upset at of all about the dereliction of duty on display here. It's a local, national, international disgrace and very damaging. Uh, support is impossible to to logically justify, I'm afraid, if you care about integrity. Now, in a, in a vain effort to try to offer a degree of balance, were, were there any mm. who came out in support of what he said? Oh, yeah, a few people were sort of saying, you know, uh, along the lines of, um, you know, it's, it's good to see that you're loyal to your leader, basically. Um, you know, whereas a lot of um, Tory MPs was was stabbing Boris in the back. Um, you know, they people were actually saying, "Well done, Bim, for you know ho- holding your ground and and showing a degree of loyalty." Um, I gather that they weren't the only ones in support of his uh, his tweet because I, I read one here that uh, apparently Harpenden and Hitchin Lib Dems were delighted as well with his <laughs> yes, tweet. Exactly, they're very pleased because <laughs> they think it's it's going to give him a shoe in in the next election. Oh no! Well. There you go. I mean, it, it is. It, I mean, it's a very interesting time in politics right now, isn't it? Seeing some how this is going to unfold, and 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 yeah, but, but Boris is is claiming quite a decisive victory in the in the leadership contest. Yeah, far yeah. from it. I think. Well, I mean, <laughs> Theresa May had a leadership challenge, and she won more convincingly than he did, and was out within mm. six months. Exactly. So exactly. I think the phrase "a dead man walking" is best applied to Boris these days. Um, what we're, we're hearing is rumours that you know there's going to be um, a sort of quiet revolution on the um, Commons floor with, P- with MPs from his party voting against policy decisions, which will make his government ineffective. What well, was it? A hundred and deliver on its promise. The hundred. 100- 100- 40 something wasn't it yeah yeah and you know however many it was that that voted against him if they don't back government votes that they'll lose because if that number of votes alongside the opposition parties will will defeat any government motion yes yes it's uh it's not a good time for the government no Um, not at all not at all um so you know we'll see how this unfolds and we'll see you know also from a local perspective as well because um you know it will be interesting to see what happens um when you know especially to someone like Bima Falami who's been such a strong advocate of Boris Johnson mm. and where you know how this reflects on him I wonder how safe Anne Main felt 
you know, before Daisy Cooper <laughs> came along and 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 get, defeated her so soundly. And and you know, I wonder, I wonder if Bim has been looking across the border to St Albans and thinking, oh, actually, because it doesn't seem like he's very worried about his seat if he's if he's d- doing know, things that really so weird. many people it's are really against. Weird. You know, it's like he, he you know. It's almost a complacency, but you never know. It could be one of those situations where he gets um, parachuted into, um, you know, somewhere else. Oh, a safer seat elsewhere, yeah. I've seen that happen before. The late uh, David Amos, um, he was um, MP for uh, Basildon um, and was looking at being um, ousted um, during the uh, – well, when Tony Blair – came to power right and he was given then switched over to um, the safer seat of south end west in essex where where he he was mp until he uh, he was murdered um so you know he was basically given a, a get out of jail free card as it were and um you know that so it does happen it does happen so it's just possible that he's been kind of promised sort of safety and so he's not too worried what his constituents think right now no, no, we don't know. You know, we got, we could have been given a you know a fantastic job that you know is going to secure his future. All all sorts of options. Mm. Well, it just doesn't seem very smart of him if he if he if he sees a future as the representative for Harpenden and Hitchin. It doesn't seem like he's playing it particularly safe. No, no, no. But since sometimes people like that, you know, they're like a a wild card. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I, I've got the percent. I've found the percentage. Uh, oh, Boris Johnson. Did. Yeah, he won fifty nine percent of the vote, which means that he he lost forty one percent. Theresa May lost thirty seven percent of the vote and was out in six months. Yeah, um, yeah. Watch this space. Yeah, it's it, it isn't um, it isn't great great news when these sorts of things happen. Uh, Margaret Thatcher lost forty forty one percent as well. Um, interestingly, and she <laughs> uh, stood down after two days. <laughs> of that uh, thing so she she also won um she won by a similar amount to boris and lasted two more days i didn't realize that they didn't talk about that on monday no so that's interesting anyway there you go we'll have more news from uh hearts ad editor matt adams in a moment we're back with anna from communities first anna hey so Next, I wanted to talk about our, some of our training courses that we've got coming up that are open to anyone who'd like to join them. We have, firstly, we have a diabetes awareness training, which is a one-hour awareness session on Zoom, which aims to impart knowledge and understanding of diabetes um, and also cover possible treatment complications and different types of diabetes such as type 1 and type 2 uh, understanding the symptoms and things um it's been run by diabetes uk uh, or but di- diabetes charity so it's um very well written course and when is that it's on the 14th of june 11 a.m to 12 p.m and that's an online um training it course is, is yes okay and uh, and I guess all of the details that you, you need to know, you can find them all through the Communities First website. They've got a training section and uh, the link to the website, again, can be found in the description of this episode and on our website at stanalbanspodcast.com. So that's that's the, the, the diabetes awareness right. course. And we also have a gambling and related harms course, which is a CPD accredited training, which aims to help make people 
make problem gambling more identifiable, identifiable for practitioners and volunteers and people working with women, men and young people in both generic and gender-specific services. Um, it looks into the harms related to gambling and how to spot the signs of a gambling addiction, etc. And that is on the 17th of June, 11am to 1230 Okay. And are all of these training courses online? Yes, they are. Right. Okay. Um, you, just out of interest, you mentioned there it's CPD accredited. What does that mean? Um, good question. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it doesn't matter, maybe. It's, um, it's accredited by someone. Yeah, it's, it's basically... Um, it's the standard of the course. It, it shows um, that it is a qualified um it's continuing professional development so it releases the continuing continuing professional development standards and be- benchmarks set by the accreditation for the course okay. okay anyway that's the 17th of june and that's a course about gambling and related harms um and what else have you got coming up so lastly i just want to say this week has been volunteers week um, the last day of it is is this well tomorrow today. Um, <laughs> which, which date is is that? What Wednesday, the eighth <laughs> of June? Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. Um, we're so proud of all the brilliant volunteers that have helped during the last year. Over the past year, at Communities First, they have helped for one hundred and fifty thousand hours in vaccination centres. Mm-hmm. Taken 144 walks with vulnerable people, made 912 telephone calls to isolated people, delivered 716 pulse oximeters to those in need, bought 2,579 lots of shopping to those struggling to leave their homes, carried out 136 dog walks for those who couldn't get out themselves. Um, and we are incredibly proud and amazed of all our volunteers. And anyone who'd like to volunteer can can join in and make these figures for next Volunteers Week that we'll put out. Okay, that's wonderful. That's, it's great to hear how active our volunteering community is. Um, just to finish, I wanted to ask you about a couple more training sessions, if you don't mind, because mm-hmm. I noticed you had a couple more coming up in June that I thought might have been of interest to, uh, to the listener. Um, I noticed you're doing... Uh, a, is it sign language? Yeah, BSL, uh, sign language um, in June. I think it's the 22nd of June. Can you tell us any more about that? Yeah, so it's an introduction to British Sign Language and how it can be applied effectively to communicate with those living with deafness and hearing loss. It looks into basic um, signs and how to communicate. Um, it is an online course. It's on June the 22nd, um, 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. Okay. And then the final one I wanted to ask you about was um, the Dementia Friends Information Session on the 30th of June? Yes. So um, we have a lot of people that that are living with dementia and Dementia Friends um, helps to teach you the signs and symptoms and how to recognise and how to help someone with dementia and talk to them and and what it's like to live with dementia it's a really good training course um 
and it's very, very informative. Um, and that is on June the 30th at 11am to 12pm. Okay. A friend of mine uh, attended a similar course a couple of years ago and started helping with mm. a, um, a a sort of a dementia cafe and, um, and, and just said it's the most rewarding thing she's ever done. And yeah. she was a bit scared of dementia. She didn't have any personal experience of it with any family members, but, but, um, wanted to get involved, saw, saw an advert locally and decided to give it a try. And, and, you know, so grateful that she did. I think it is something that if we don't know about it, it can be quite daunting. You know, it's yeah. quite a scary word, but, but I guess that this course kind of tries to shine a light on that and tries to show that it isn't something to be for us to be scared of and and, and exactly. to how rewarding it can be to help those with it exactly that's exactly what this course is about it's it helps to to make dementia friends mm-hmm. um, which are people that are um open to being to working with or supporting those in volunteering with dementia um such as through dementia cafes or um dementia clubs um and it's just it you don't to do the course you don't have to go on and volunteer but it gives you an awareness of of dementia and and the challenges and um acknowledge it to how it can knock on to to someone's life i mean yeah. one i've done this course and one of the things that i just found amazing is is learning about how um it you can talk, learn about how dementia might be a bit like a library, and you're slowly knocking a knocking a book off every now and then. That's got a bit more of your life story or your information, and just the analogy that was in this course to, to as a way of learning about how dementia actually looks and feels like really gives you a sense of awareness about it. Okay, thank you for that. Uh, to find out more, all the information that you need is in the description of this episode right now uh, and also on our website, stalbanspodcast.com. Uh, thank you, Anna, for sharing with us about Communities First, and we'll catch you around about the same time next month. Definitely. See you soon. Hi, I'm Elspeth Jackman, inviting you to listen to my podcast, One to One with Elspeth. Find a local person with a story, and I'll be there to draw out all those little details you want to know about. If I'm fascinated, so will you be. Each week I'll be talking to an interesting character who has a tale to tell. And the beauty of it is you can listen whenever you want to. To find the podcast, go to your podcasting platform of choice and search for The St Albans Podcast. Alternatively, go to stalbanspodcast.com slash Elspeth. That's One to One with Elspeth, part of the St. Albans podcast in association with the Hearts Advertiser. You never know, you could be my next guest. One more news story now from uh, Matt Adams of the Hearts Advertiser. Matt. Mm, yes, well, this is returning to a story we um, covered, first covered a few months ago. Uh, this is about the Farmer's Boy in St. Albans, London Road, um, where live music has been a, a very much a part of its ethos for the last 14 years. Uh, they've now um, been served with a noise abatement order <coughs> excuse me, from the District Council over what has claimed to be excessive noise from live gigs. Now, they only um, have gigs in their beer garden on a Saturday afternoon between 2.30 and 5 p.m., 
Um, but this order will threaten these continued performances and, and it does put the future of the public risk. So um, in order to fight this, they have to challenge it in the magistrates' courts and get legal representation. And then without even knowing, um, a load of local musicians came together and are putting on a uh, fundraising gig to help them. And uh, that's taking place this Friday. Oh, fantastic. Uh, yep. Yeah, so it's got it's looking to raise um, £2,000. It's well on its way. And landlady Ros Kintu said, you know, they're overwhelmed by this. Um, just, you know, really shocked that, that, that these musicians have did done this. And, you know, they're really hoping that they can um, win this appeal and get the order removed. Because otherwise, you know, one of the alternatives they've got is to show sport in the garden, which is probably going to be much more intrusive to the neighbours anyway. Yeah. I, uh, I mean, it's lovely the way that the music community has gotten behind this because the Farmer's Boy have, have, have always been a champion of of live music and have always been, been just sort of quietly plugging away, supporting them week in, week out for, for, for goodness knows how many years now and, and often get overlooked as well in the past. I mean, we've mentioned this before that they, they get overlooked and, and the likes of um, the Fighting Cocks and the Horn and other such places get get a lot of the the, the focus and attention mm. locally but the farmer's boy have always just been there quietly in the background plugging away and it's amazing to think that such a small minority of residents and we're not even talking about complaints about an evening we're not talking about noise complaints at like 11 12 o'clock at night you know no. we're, we're talking about a saturday afternoon for a couple of hours it is just yep. staggering uh, isn't it absolutely as one person said who, who you know as supported them on their, their just giving or gofundme page sorry you know leaving in a busy town center comes with certain expectations there will be noise and disturbance on a busy saturday afternoon mm. i mean you know the, the again as we often say is people moving next to a pub or um another venue football club or something and, and then you know find themselves unhappy with the noise and try and get it shut down yeah um so well anyway if they, if they hate the noise on a saturday afternoon the locals they're going to love the fact that this concert's on friday night but um but yes it's friday <laughs> i think it's ironic isn't yeah. it that you know they've it, rather than do it with the time that everyone was sort of complaining about they get they're like right, well you know here we go <laughs> do it anyway yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um so so the um yeah the, the 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 gig is on friday night at the farmer's boy it is free entry as well uh it's eight o'clock uh, kicking off with um, Grey J Wall and Los Chicos Muertos. And uh, and then the the Tuesday club follow that at 9.15. Uh, both bands, it says here, are very generously playing for free in the hope that people might contribute at the event and make, make de- generous donations. And this is to pay for the legal fees for the Fighting Cocks in their upcoming court case. Not the Fighting Cocks. Sorry, not the Fighting Cocks, in the Farmer's Boy. <laughs> for, pay for the legal fees of the Farmer's Boy. That's why they're not getting... I'm not sure what the Fighting Cocks need to challenge in court. <laughs> <laughs> no, and they're getting picked on by um some like you know it was animal rights people isn't it yeah, yeah but that hasn't gone to court so we don't have to worry about that but no this is the farmer's boy and and yes they're, they're, they're having to fight um a, a legal challenge uh in court so uh, there will be buckets being passed around for donations and apparently there's also a raffle mat and it says here that lots of local places have donated for the raffle including the music department empire records bc cycles st Albans barbers clarity yoga lemon rock and the farmer's boy themselves as well brilliant um, so lot, lots uh, of things happening there to to uh, really kind of help to raise um, funds and also just to raise the profile of this of, of this endeavor so you know let's all try and our utmost to get behind the farmer's boy and help them to fight this this ridiculous um thing that has been put upon them absolutely and uh, and undoubtedly you'll keep us abreast of of 
I'm how it all goes. Um, but yes, let, let's hope it, it goes uh, goes well for them. That's the farmer's boy there on London Road. Uh, and uh, we wish Roz and Doug and the team every success with that. And that brings a close to another edition of the St. Albans podcast. Uh, thank you to uh, Matt Adams from the Hearts Ad. If you want to find out more about the local news stories that Matt has mentioned, and if you want to see all those photos from the Jubilee um, weekend celebrations, then do check out heartsad.co.uk. Thanks also to Anna from Communities First. Next week, Alan Bellinger, our very own health correspondent, will be back with us here on the podcast alongside Matt with more local news. Uh, coming up on the St Albans Podcast Network on Friday, we have uh, the St Albans Film Guide with Chris Aikman looking at new releases in the cinema and on streaming services, plus a look at the best of what's on free-to-air TV. And then uh, Sunday, we have the Dagenham Street Baptist Church virtual service with Simon Carver. Find out more about us on our uh, website, stalbanspodcast.com, and on the social media pages that are of note, we are at St Albans Podcast. See you real soon. Say goodbye, Matt. Goodbye, Matt. Thanks for listening to this edition of the St. Albans Podcast with Danny Smith. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please rate, review and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or a podcast platform of your choice. This will help us reach more listeners. Join us, the St. Albans Podcast, next Wednesday for more news, views and reviews. In the meantime, commit no nuisance. Produced by Samantha Rolfe. Logo and artwork by David Ellis. This is an independent production in association with the Hearts Advertiser. If you would like to become a community partner or a sponsor of the podcast, please visit stalbanspodcast.com for more details.